are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your hosts. long and This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, episode 64. That's a six, followed by a four. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are here to talk about all sorts of things that you're watching, that you're engaged in. And if you've never listened to our feedback shows before, we guarantee nothing. All bets are off. We will spoil the yes. stuff we're going to talk about. So... Um, we, we we're going to talk about some current shows we're watching, and, sure. and we're going to we're going to run with that. And mm-hmm. um, if you hear us begin to talk about a show you don't want to get spoiled, then you should pause the show, watch the show, then come back. That'd be my that'd be my advice. We'll try and give you a little bit of warning, not much, but a little bit. But this is the show where we talk about what we're watching, and so um, it will be spoiled in some yeah. way. So Miles. Yes. What are you reading and watching? Well, I just finished reading the Stargate Atlantis novel Halcyon. I enjoyed that very much. It was written by James Swallow. And I just recently downloaded uh, the latest uh, Star Trek Voyager novel for my um, Kindle. It's called The Eternal Tide by uh, Kristen uh, Beyer. And um, so I just started reading the first few pages of that. It looks like that could be interesting. But what's interesting about that novel, if anybody does read the Star Trek Voyager novels, um, uh, a major character was killed off, but and that major character's uh, uh, face is on the uh, on the, on the novel. Whose face is on the novel? Well, for, since it, we we, we spoil, spoil this stuff here, it's Janeway. In in, in the novels, they killed Janeway. Okay. So, but but she comes back as a robotic life form, you know, from the replicators. I'm not sure <laughs> what they're doing, but she, I mean, hey, they, this Star Trek, she could come back. You know, it's, yeah, absolutely. There's ways to do it, right? There's ways to do it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I am reading. I just I finished a Terry Brooks, the newest Terry Brooks book, mm-hmm. uh, the so uh, in the short of Shannara. I always pronounce it Shannara, and now they always pronounce it in the audiobooks Shannara. So I'm trying to get used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished that one, and I said, you know what? I have to go back and read the original Sword of Shannara book. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been working my way through that. Mm-hmm. Good. And i um, enjoying it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch Doctor Who. We're going to talk about that. I'm caught up. Finally finished. Mm-hmm. Falling Skies. Caught up in Warehouse 13. Good. And, um, and Alphas. Mm-hmm. Summer Glau was in Alphas this past time. Oh, that would have been see, you have to, see. You're going to have to watch it. Or at least, yeah. that, at least that episode. Yeah, that episode. Skylar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great. It's always good to see Summer Glow. Very much so. Summer Glow. Oh, sweet summer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, um, in news, just start out some show news here. We, of course, (laughs) if you uh, didn't know this already, we did not win the Parsec Awards. We were nominated as a finalist. We were a finalist last year. We were a finalist this year. 
Um, but it was just – it was nice to be kind of nominated among such great podcasts. Oh, sure. The Parsecs, for those of you who may not be aware, are awards that are given out at Dragon Con, the huge convention, the biggest fan-run convention in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't win it. And some of you had some voice into it, said um, – uh, Sam said, sorry, guys. Better luck next year. All the same. You rock. Thanks, Sam. Yes. Uh, yep. Uh Michelle Mich- Michelle said, sorry to hear that. There's always next year. Have a great time at Dragon Con either way. So I, I, she must have taken by my comment that I was there, and I wasn't. Um, Richard said, a voter fraud has to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, and then <clears throat> that's it. So, But we had a lot of comments. That said there. Colin, I think, even made a comment. I, I thought I had his comment down here somewhere. He goes, just wanted to pop in. Colin said, just pop in and say how gutted I am that Sci-Fi Diner and Treknologic did not win the Parsecs. Next year, my friends. Next year. <laughs> I put that sinister twist. That's not in the tone. But, but, but that's what he had to say. That's what they had to say. Well, that. speaking of Colin, um, I, I joined him on his podcast uh, two Sundays ago. Uh, we, we And... Uh, with uh, some of the guys from uh, uh, commentary track stars, so uh, to a time travel and Star Trek. Oh, very good! You yeah. should be expert at that after sitting in all the panels you sat in on. So, and we, we actually, you know, Colin just said, "You know what? We're almost we're almost an hour and a half into this, and we we're not we're not even talking much about the episodes yet. So, I think we need to do a, a second time travel episode. So, we we so there'll be you a part two. We'll, we'll be recording next Sunday. All right, very good, mm-hmm. very good. Well. Uh, send us links. We'll put links in our show notes. Okay. So on that. Um, Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're caught up on it? I am caught up on Warehouse 13. And what are you thinking? Uh, it's, it's, still, it's, still, it's still very good. Uh, I think maybe last week, the last episode we saw. We, didn't Artie's, have, we saw Artie's dream come true? Yes. Um, sort of. This, this uh, being that was stuck in the mirror. I thought that was very clever how she was able was, to yeah. – Swap bodies, and that was a neat. They brought that back because that was the whole Las Vegas gambling scene thing that they did in a prior episode a couple seasons ago, and they brought okay. that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because some of the artifacts that they had recovered in prior seasons are now loose. An ingenious way to actually use the artifact again, because once an artifact's used, you can't go back and reuse it unless it's stolen from the warehouse by Data and then uh, right. released out into the wild. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, Brent Spiner back again. Well, you know what? And it does make it wonder, you know, how is he doing it? Because we don't – no one really knows. Well, yeah, we don't know how the artifacts are being well, lifted. We just, we just know that they're being lifted. Yeah. So. But that was an interesting interesting episode. It was some good character development for Artie and um, – And even for um, Claudia and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Jinx? Jinx, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is finally revealed that whenever – he gets she, hurt. She feels the pain. Right, right. And again, because of the whole life clock thing or the metronome right. thing mm-hmm. going on. Um, Alphas, you're not watching Alphas, but as we mentioned earlier, Summer Glau was on it. Mm-hmm. Great episode. And I'm not sure if she's going to play in any other episodes or not, but it was really good to see her. Mm-hmm. Really good to see her in this episode. But we're going to talk about Doctor Who a little bit later on, so we'll pass on that. Okay. Um I did watch the finale of Falling Skies, okay. finally, and absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next season, which they are filming right now. Yes. So very, very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email in, and this comes in from Mr. Mike Schilling from Shore Leave. And uh, he had this to say, and Mike, you, of course, have heard on the show 
but as you know, our time is limited, and there are a lot of people that we have on the show that we've interviewed mm-hmm. that I've listened to the podcast but may not be listening to them right now. And uh, he says this. It was a great pleasure seeing you guys at Shorely once again this year. In the past years, I and the rest of the Shorely committee are very gratified at your kind words and your overall response to the convention once again. I'm going to forward these episodes. I emailed them a couple episodes for your release from Shorely 34 because they had asked for it. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of back up and give a little premise for it. To my con chair for a personal and dispersal of the rest of the committee. I hope it's okay with you. Absolutely. Thank you especially for talking up the convention so much during these episodes. You even got a nice word in for me as well. Certainly not necessary, but very much appreciated. I'm only one or very small part of a team of people who work so hard to put on the show once every summer. And, you know, he's right. We talk about him because he's he's our contact. Sure. Yeah, him and Ket, right? Those mm-hmm. are the people that we know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other people making the machine a short leave run. Oh, my, yes. They, <laughs> it's, uh, they have a lot of volunteers, and they are volunteers. I wonder – Maybe Mike can tell us this. If so, Mike, if you're there, you can tell us how. What is the number of actual volunteers you have to pull off a con? Right. I would love to know that. It's because because we don't pay attention to that. They're the men, they're the men behind the the curtain. Yeah, they're they're there. They they have people that are like the um, the, the the guests handler slash assistant. There's bouncers, there's security, mm-hmm. there's people watching. There's people. I think there's people that stay there all night so the people don't, go, don't get into the dealer room. That, that, that wouldn't surprise me. No, so, I mean, the, people really sacrifice time, and so, you know, and, and these are people we kind of ignore. Right, so they have a lot of, probably a lot of unsung heroes that make this yeah. con happen. So, he said, I very much regret not having taken the time or the opportunity up till now to listen to your podcast on a regular basis, but having listened to the good portion of what you sent me, I must make time to check out your show more often, as I've been very impressed by what you guys have put out there, not just in terms of short leave coverage either. Take care. Hope to hear from you, gents, soon again. Mr. Schilling. Well, Mike, thank you for those uh, very kind words. Yeah, sir. and uh, much appreciated. You know, and again, we're just grateful that every year we can invite it back to Shorely. Yeah, um, we always it's it's it is more than just getting in there to talk to the guests. No, Even right. though obviously that's a huge part of what we do, uh, mm-hmm. it's just great being in some of the panels. Uh, it's great to meet the people that have kind of become, in a sense, like family for us. Oh, uh, sure, secondary family, and so. And that really all started with Mike. So if we talk about Mike, it's really his fault in a very good way <laughs> that we are at Shore Leave. Well, yes, and we've we've made some very good friends at Shore Leave, and we unfortunately usually have to see him at Shore Leave, maybe at Far Point, but still, we're we're very we're very um, uh, appreciative of those those relationships and friendships we've made over the years because of Shore Leave. Yeah, I would say, I absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let me pull up a phone call. This came in from Mr. Cape Cod Scott. Hey, Scott and Miles. This is Scott from Cape Cod. Um, I just heard the uh, podcast, uh, last week's podcast, and you read my email about uh, catching up on what I've been doing uh, since I've last been in contact with you. And uh, you mentioned that I didn't mention Grimm among the shows that I watch, and that's a complete oversight. We love Grimm. Um, uh, the new season is looking great, and uh, the this first season really, really picked up in the second half and uh, and became a must-watch. So uh, we're enjoying that. I didn't mean to leave it out. I'm sorry, Grim. I <laughs> I left you out of my out of my uh, DVR recording list. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to correct that oversight. And uh, hey, Miles, you know what I'm going to say? Good night and good luck. You too, Miles. You too, Scott. Bye. Well, thanks, Cape Cod Scott, for calling in, and thanks for your sentiments and mm-hmm. uh, your saying. And uh, so he's watching Grimm and enjoying Grimm, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. 
So yeah, I, I'm not watching Grimm either. I, it's it's one of these shows that um, I wanted to watch, and mm-hmm. I just haven't had time. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it, I did watch the first episode, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, it would uh, it, it, I really could go back and probably watch it again, and I just haven't. So, and, but you haven't watched. You've never seen any of the uh, Grimm, have you? No, I have not. So, all right. Well, so be it. Let's move on. Um, we got this in from J.P. Harvey. He he wrote it to me. He says, glad to hear you're running outside and training for a marathon. I'm spinning for up for the Las Vegas rock and roll event in December. I really want to do a rock and roll uh, marathon too. But I'm running I'm running a half marathon. Then, unless it's horrible in a horrible experience, my sights are on a full marathon. In the meantime, I'm regularly running 5 and 10 Ks. I took a peek at the Zombies Run app. Wow, a bit pricey. It is. It comes in like at seven bucks for an app. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pricey for an app. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I actually haven't used it yet because I've been doing other training. Uh, but I'll be curious how you, how you like it after after several runs. More soon, JP. And I will let you know that I have not. I, I downloaded it. I tried it, but I haven't tried it running yet. So <laughs> I will have to. Yeah. So I, I do. I'm doing my first five k this weekend. So. And we'll uh, find out how it goes if my knee holds up. Mm-hmm. I'm having some knee trouble. I've overdone it. <laughs> Not yeah. at all, but... but um, so, yeah, thanks, JP. And that's some response on the Zombie Run app that we talked about in the last Mr. Feedback show. Well, let's talk about Logan's Run. We had some people call in and actually respond to our Rewind episode on Logan's Run. Okay. So, let's start off with... This is, comes in from Colin from England who wrote in about his thoughts about Logan's run. So, Colin, take it away. Hi, Scott. Hi, Miles. It's Colin. I just thought I'd send us some feedback on Logan's run and your uh, retro rewind. I remember watching this a few years ago, um, which was like the first time I'd seen it for a few years as well, so it's good at I always thought that this was type of... Um, I look at Utopia may not be as perfect as what people perceive it to be. You know, when everything's on the plate and you don't have to worry about anything, people and humans become too reliant on not doing anything. And when you're a society that the computer looks after everything, I always thought it was like, you. this is what Utopia could be like, and it's not that great. Um, I also find that it was one of the first things that I saw that, how we possibly dealt with homosexuality. If you remember the grid sequence when he's looking for a sexual partner, there's men on the grid. And he actually pulls a face when the man pops up into his room, which I always thought was rather funny. <laughs> but there was another thing, Jenny Agatha, who played the, his love interest, shall we say, who was in a well-known film over here called The Railway Children. And she was quite the star in it, and it was like one of them family-friendly movies. That it was quite a shock when she did Logan's Run because the amount of flesh that she was flashing which, you know, given when it was made was quite a lot um, that never even focused in on me the other thing that I noticed was this is supposed to be a future society where everyone's beautiful and, you know, everything's perfect but they still had a plastic surgeon which I thought was rather interesting and I did like the tie-in with the um, the ank being the key to uh, sanctuary Nice tie in there with ancient religions and so on and so forth. And Peter used off brilliant as always. That guy is just he was just a brilliant actor. Um, I remember seeing him in Poirot 
and a host of other films and he's just a standout actor as is Michael York as is Jenny Agata so he was a really good cast all round and sadly they're not all with us now but you know this was a good film and I also uh, did like the this kind of thing about the computers controlling life and death and birth and all that pops up in an awful lot of science fiction films so it's nothing new but I, I think it, the way it was handled here um, was beautifully done and I did have to admit being the tracker when the computer um, couldn't handle what he was saying I did have the images of Kirk talking to the computer to death but hey <laughs> and it also ties in with the Dome City that you know scientists at the time thought well, the only way we would survive a post uh, nuclear war would be to live inside domes to escape the radiation so that was all tied in as well but yeah it does date in certain areas like the robot and that um I'm just curious though, if any of you seen the TV series that spun off from it. Because I remember when I was knee high to a grasshopper, I think that was on the BBC over here. But anyway, there you go. Great podcast as ever, guys, and great review. And um, I look forward to you doing the next one. So, I'm <coughs> a bit more in now. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Live long and podcast. <laughs> Well, thanks for your comments, uh, Colin, on on that. Uh, thoughts about what he said? Yeah. Um, as far as as far as uh, Logan's run, I mean, um, it, it it does the the appearance does kind of date itself. I mean, certainly, it was, certainly, no doubt. Mid seventies. This was movie was made, so but it's 76, still I believe, but mm-hmm. yeah. But it's still um, that theme in Logan's Run is still explored often in, in, in science fiction, as far as what you think is utopia, and then you find out it's not, and computers controlling everything you know from from your from birth to death. Um, it, it's still something that rings um, something that's very poignant with all of us. Uh, maybe something we fear, I guess. Um, so, um, so yeah, um, I, I, I agree with a lot, of, a lot of what he said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he, did he say he was looking forward to our next one? I think he was being tongue in cheek there. Well, well, Colin, all I got to say is we managed to, you know, for over an hour, really dissect uh, Starship Troopers. And really, I'm really glad that if we're going to discuss Starship Troopers, this is a little side tangent, which we did, and you'll hear that episode coming out, um, that we had John on. Because he did provide a balance to your cynicism of it. Can I say that? Sure, go ahead with that. Yeah, to your cynicism. And mine kind of like, yeah, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got him, and then we had J.B. Harvey, who gave such a really... Interesting look at it from a military perspective. Oh, I'm always, I'm here, open to hearing a dissenting, you know, yeah, absolutely, uh, you know, voice about it. So yeah, and so it absolutely, it was absolutely great from that end of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So thanks, Colin, for calling in. Let us know your thoughts on Logan's Run. We have another Logan's Run one. This is from Wayne Henderson. Okay. So Wayne Henderson, of course, from the Fringe casting with Wayne and Dan, which will be starting up soon. Hey, Scott Miles, this is Wayne Henderson from the Fringe Casting Podcast, as well as the Packers Fan Podcast, calling in for the Sci-Fi Diner. Just got done listening to your most recent episodes. I know I've been a little bit behind, but I'm caught up now, and I heard the rewind about Logan's run. 
And although I never got around to rewinding, rewatching it, I do recall pretty vividly seeing it way back in 1976 when it came out. I was but a very, very young lad, uh, by fifth grade, something like that. Anyway, I somehow talked my dad into uh, taking me to, down, to downtown to go see that in the theater. And some of the clips you played brought back memories that, you know, in 1976, it seemed like the end of the old cheesy science fiction movies with, for the most part, with bad um, music. I mean, the music, I thought, in Logan's Run, hearing on your clips was just terrible and hokey. Uh, whereas just a year later... In 1977, Star Wars came out with Majestic. It just seemed like light years ahead, so to speak, in the music department as well as special effects and action and speed and tempo and all of those things. But I do recall seeing Logan's Run in the summer of 1976 because I was always into sci-fi as long as I could remember. And it was a hot summer day, went to the theater, and so I went to see Logan's Run, and of course, you know, Sarah Fonta was in it. Back then, that was the thing. To... Anyway, saw <laughs> Logan's Run, and it was pretty good. But I remember even thinking at the time because it was it was a little cheesy. Because prior to the movie showing these trailers for coming attractions, there was a little teaser trailer saying "Coming next summer, Star Wars." And immediately, I thought, "Oh, I'm here to see Logan's Run, and I'm going to sit here and watch it." But this Star Wars thing, I cannot wait till next summer when Star Wars comes out. I was talking about Star Wars all the way home, even though it didn't have fair plastic in it. I was talking about Star Wars and telling all my friends about this trailer. I thought, you've got to go see Logan's Run or any movie that's playing this little preview because next summer Star Wars comes out and this looks so amazing. And, well, history tells that, yes, it was and it is. And it just seems like a turning point. 1976. Kind of low budget, music not so great, 1977, Star Wars, and I just realized that even after Star Wars, and even in 2012, there's some pretty low budget, cheesy science fiction movies made with bad music, but for me, that's just a memory I had. Now, back to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, already in progress. Take it away, Scott and Miles. Now, thank you, Wayne and Dan, for uh, calling. Uh, thank you, Wayne and Dan. Thank you, Wayne, for calling <laughs> in and giving us your. I'm just used to thinking of you guys together, uh, but uh, thanks for calling in and giving us your thoughts on Logan's Run there. And I cannot imagine being in the theater and seeing the Star Wars trailer for the first time. Did you see the Star Wars trailer in theaters? I didn't. I just Star Wars came under came on, in my radar just by my fellow. Uh, Elementary school students just talking about Star Wars, yeah. and then uh, then seeing it on TV. So that would have been cool to have seen the Star Wars trailer in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, one of response from the Collins said I forgot uh, he asked if we had seen the Logan's Run TV show, and I did watch several episodes uh, when they were airing them on. I don't think maybe it was during when they were on reruns. So um, they they weren't bad. They were they, they were. They, they mean. I mean, some people criticize him, but I thought you know it wasn't for for, for TV back then. It was pre, it was pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. But he mentioned some music and music kind of dating itself. Absolutely. Well, Wayne is right. I mean, as far as I mean, Star Wars, I think really changed. I mean, as far as the, it raised the, the bar. It raised the bar uh, as far as music goes. Uh, having a full or, you know orchestra and and every character having a theme. Right. Yeah. So yeah, def, def, that's a good observation. 
Yeah. So uh, thank, thanks, Wayne, for that and those thoughts and calling in and giving mm-hmm. us your ideas. Because I think there's some good good thoughts in that and right. Logan's Run. And, and if any of you really want to comment further on Logan's Run or on Starship Troopers when it comes out, you can just call us at one 888 508 or email us at the com. Well, you have some people that want to comment yet in Doctor Who. I know that you aren't watching Doctor Who. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched Doctor Who? No, I can't say I have. I so just, you really have no reference point for it. So you're just gonna sit mm-hmm. there and grin and look nice while I talk about this, right? I'll sit here and grin. Okay, no, look nice, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so I asked on Facebook, what do people think of Doctor Who? Because we had a Doctor Who, you know, September first, first episode of Doctor Who of the new season coming out. Mm-hmm. Long awaited. I think last Christmas was the last time we had any uh, Doctor Who. So it was really good to see Doctor Who. So here were some thoughts and people uh, that were watching it. So Jonas Drew from the Chronic Riff said, meh, I think I'll be glad when Moffat moves along. Stephen Moffat, Moffat, excuse me, Moffat. <laughs> I can't pronounce it tonight. Stephen Moffat, uh, of course, does Doctor Who, did uh, Torchwood, and also did the, also does Sherlock Holmes, the new Sherlock. Um, But, um, you know, John wasn't that impressed. And I've got to admit, I was excited to see the crew back. The Doctor, the Companions, and Rory. And it was great to see the Daleks. But there was a sense that at the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, it was a good episode. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a season grabber that said, oh, I can't wait for the rest of the series. Now, the trailer for the next episode looks good. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it was what it was. Right. I don't know. And Jeff, Jeff Gendry said, I like it, but I still want to see more of the inside of the TARDIS this season. I liked the new companion. They introduced a new companion um, in this episode. Mm -hmm. Because there's a new companion coming on because Amy Pond is leaving. I see. Yeah, yeah. Jen M said, Jen from New York said, I thought it was awesome. (laughs) she, She said it exactly like that. Awesome. No, she didn't. I'm practically sitting on eggshells because I hate it now knowing what's going to happen to the pawns. I'm like, I'm like, wait, they have five episodes still, right? They can't die right away. Well, they could, and the doctor could always go back in time to help them. Laugh. That's what I'm thinking with this new girl. Uh, I thought she was supposed to be the new companion. We'll see. I always enjoy the twists and turns the show gives us and glad it's back. Been watching the marathon. Oops. I've uh, been watching the marathon, too. They must have had a lot of uh, Doctor Who episodes on right in a row, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but she mentioned something here, and that is one thing that Doctor Who has is a lot of twists and turns. I was not aware that the girl they introduced in this episode was a new companion. Okay. But, you know, so we had see Miles there grinning and looking. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, M. Garcia said, nonplussed. As soon as he asked about the milk, I nodded it out. I, I noodled it out. Um, but it's nice to have the gang together. So they kind of figured it out. And they do make a big deal, big deal about asking about the melt. Nate Claycomb said, still waiting for it to loaf online. Fans are totally clogging remote servers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Jemman said, oh, can you blame them? I felt like we were waiting so long, probably since Christmas for the new episode. Sigh. So... So those are some thoughts on Doctor Who. Again, I thought it was a good episode, and it was great just to see the gang back and mm-hmm. doing what the gang does, right? Um, and see them in their little blue uh, phone box. And I mean, talk about a series. Uh, they're on it's almost at its 50th anniversary. That's amazing. It's insane is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, 
So, anyways, so that's kind of the deal with uh, Doctor Who. And is there anything else we should be talking about? Um, let's see. The, n- the new show Revolution. Comes when does out. that come out? That comes out very soon. Oh, I can't wait. That comes out September seventeenth, Monday nights. Can I buy that now? So, um, I th- I think I did read somewhere you can watch it, the first episode online. Oh yeah. So. Is, is it called Revolutions? Revolutions, yes. With an S. Revolutions yes. with an S. Mm-hmm. I gotta buy that. I gotta buy that series. Because it just looks cool and it's post-apocalyptic and there's some good action and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out when it comes out next week. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome. It's not here. I can't, oh. I can't find it. Now, if you go to NBC's site, it says you can oh, watch the first episode yeah. now. It's just not on iTunes is what it is. Okay. So. You, but you can watch it on NBC's I site. I if I really want to go to NBC. Just make it easy for me. Give it to me here. Feed, oh. feed me my my dopamine fix of iTunes right here. <laughs> and, I, and I'm okay with it. Well, I believe that's about it for tonight's listener feedback episode. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us as always. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you have your thoughts about any shows that are out there, Doctor Who, Warehouse 13 Alphas, Grimm. Um, when does Once Upon a Time start up? I don't even know. Fringe is coming up, Revolutions. Mm-hmm. We want to know your thoughts, any movies you're watching, a lot of TV shows tonight, but any movies that you're watching, let us know your feedback. We would love to hear from you. You can call in at one 888 or you can attach an MP3, an audio file to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at gmail.com, or you can always type out your email. We'll read it as well. Sure. So, and we'd love to get your thoughts on what is going on in your sci-fi world. Uh, if you want to discuss books, we don't often discuss books here. Miles does at the beginning of some of the stuff he's reading, and I talk about it. But we'd love to hear some of that from you guys as well. Kind of make us a little bit more well-rounded, right? Let us know what, you, what, what you're into. Yeah, yeah. We make some more literary. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, we will see you. Next time, good night and good luck. All right. We'll see you.